Hello and welcome back to In and Out the Locker Room presented by Capital Championship Wrestling. I'm Alyssa Marino, pro wrestling commentator and host of Let's Get Serial. She is host of a wrestling gal podcast and CCW commentator, Ella J. And of course, we're joined today by one heck of a guest, pop star, e-girl, leader of the Scrunchy Squad, and one of CCW's newest stars, Becca. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us today, Becca. How are you doing in this brand new year? I'm doing very well. How are you guys? Fantastic. Well, we were both really excited, as was, uh, you know, much of the internet community when we saw the announcement welcoming you to Capital Championship Wrestling. So we're curious to learn even more about you. Now, what's really incredible about your journey so far is that it really started during the unsure times uh, in the beginning of 2020. So how did you find the transition from closed tapings at the Limitless Wrestling Dojo to limited capacities to then full houses at events with companies like WWR Plus and beyond? Yeah, I had a really interesting start in wrestling. My first singles match was like a month before everything kind of shut down. Um, So yeah, it was interesting. I remember like my first match back in front of an audience Um, after the pandemic was a chaotic show and I remember like I was about to walk through the curtain and I like turned to one of my trainers and I was like this is like my third match in front of people (laughs) which is really weird because it was like not my third match in general but yeah um, it's been interesting I think the closed set tapings Um, provided like a unique opportunity to work on like you know working to the cameras and um, just things that like I might not have been able to work on if um, that had never had never been in that situation so um, while it's too bad that I it took so long for me to be in front of crowds I think like ultimately it was a good opportunity And um, it's also nice to kind of like start to figure out who I was um, in such a like, uh, when there's like not a crowd, um, everything is streamed. So every single match that I did during the pandemic, I had video recording of, which is like not necessarily true when you're in front of crowds. Sometimes you like work at a show and then not see footage of it for months or maybe even ever so I think that was also really great like in my first year I got to look and re-watch all my matches like over and over and over again um which was really great and a really great way to learn so it was interesting I think ironically too if if what I read is correct today is actually your two-year anniversary of your debut match against Ava Everett correct at the time of recording this Wow. Is it, that would make sense. I knew that's it was what it said. 
Oh my gosh. I have to post that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's crazy how much and how far you have come in the last two years, especially considering this whole pandemic, but you've definitely obviously worked closed tapings and now back into crowds. But I mean, after you discovered pro wrestling, I'm kind of curious to know more about this glow inspired artistic wrestling league you joined. So what made it feel so glow? Um, yeah, so I joined before I started, um, training, I joined the Boston league of wicked wrestlers. Um, and yes, it was, uh, originally the Boston league of women wrestlers. Um, and, uh, they had like non-binary members join. So they changed to wicked. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like a little history there with Globe. They've been around for actually quite a bit of time. Um, but yeah, similar, I guess they're like similar to Glow. Um, they have a lot of like really wacky um, characters or just like um, characters that, that like exist be- simply because like the person, I don't know, wants to be that. Like I, it's just... It's a really unique um, league and it's it's really cool. It's still, they're still going. I don't know if they're running shows right now because of the pandemic, but I highly recommend anyone in the Boston area check out those shows because they're really fun. And um, it's a really, there's a lot of people there um, just like doing a lot of unique character work and just expressing themselves in really cool ways. So yeah, I was like definitely drawn to that um, more for the wrestling. And um, I got kind of pulled into the character aspect of it. And um, once I kind of discovered that I could train in Massachusetts, (laughs) um, I was kind of more drawn to that than, um, than blow, which uh, was a little less physically, um, intensive and focused. So it was definitely a unique pathway into training, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a really definitely, cool definitely though. I'm curious, what do you recall as being the most unique character you saw while in Boston there? Oh man, there's so many good ones. I, my, um, one of my personal favorites uh, was, well, is the Rat King. Um, yeah, and it, he's just a Rat King. I don't know. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just weird. Uh, um, I also really loved Mom the Wrestler. She would hand out orange slices before the matches. Um, always take took care of her kids. Um, yeah, two of my favorites. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Everyone was so fun. I don't know. There's so many great ones. I mean, like you said, that was more character based before you transitioned into the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, where it was definitely more physically like centric, I would say. Yeah. So besides that, how did uh, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy compare to your time in the other wrestling league? Yeah, so um, the New England Pro Wrestling Academy um, is, yeah, I mean, they train very seriously and they still 
do. Um, so a lot of like cardio drills and um, in ring, like footwork drills, um, stuff that will really like set you up for success, like on the independence or on TV. Like they've trained so many people who are now like on TV or have been on TV. Um, so obviously like with taking like that into account, like with that focus, um, there's just so much more that goes into that training. Cause it's not just about wrestling in front of like a specific audience or a specific crowd, but, um, really just training like well-rounded wrestlers, um, who can succeed in whatever kind of wrestling they want to do. Um, so yeah, definitely a, a bit more intensive uh, from the sound of it and yeah. from the stories you know you hear from people training in itself it can be incredibly brutal really kind of make or break someone that wants to do this so uh, who are some of your biggest inspirations and motivators within the wrestling world as you continued your training and really got started in your career um yeah when I first started um I would say Davian and Ava Everett were two uh, women who really helped me um, like with training. And yeah, it was really hard, especially the first couple of years of training. Like, um, yeah, it can be it's really intense. Um, it can really hurt and it's very emotionally intense as well. Um, there's just so much that goes into wrestling. And uh, to this day, I still am like, oh, what am I like? Oh, terrible. You know, it's really easy to be down on yourself. And especially like when you first start, you maybe don't know anyone. And I think that's why a lot of people start training and they quit um, pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, they, I saw them wrestling and, and they helped me a lot just figuring out like stuff like gear or even just like, like what bra do I wear? Just like stuff that like, maybe like the male wrestlers are just like, wouldn't know or like understand, but like they were there to kind of like help me with that kind of stuff. Um, and also like, I would see, um, Ava Everett training, uh, and, it's really hard when you're working shows every weekend to also train. It's really hard on your body. So to see her like so committed to training, um, despite like also having all these shows, that was really inspiring to me, especially when I wasn't on shows. So then be like, okay, well, she's doing this and she's on shows. So, you know, you better get your butt to class. So um, yeah, both of them really great. Um, same with Anthony Green. Um, he was also really helpful and someone who inspired me to always go to class. Um, so yeah. <laughs> all inspiration. Three, yeah. All three great people. Ava's definitely had her own transformation over the last two years. And I mean, Davey's been kicking butt and Anthony since he's back on the independent scene has been taking things by storm. So definitely great people to look up to. And for you, whether it's physically or something just of wisdom, what do you think has been the most meaningful bit of advice you've received so far in your journey? And who is it from? Um, yeah, it was from Anthony Green. Um, and he said, take the wrestling seriously, but not yourself. 
And uh, I think that's really helpful because, yeah, I think wrestling like inherently is pretty ridiculous. Like um, just like <laughs> wearing like costumes and fighting each other, like it's, it's silly. Um, and, but also like, it's really easy to be really, really hard on yourself especially when you're like wrestling in front of like thousands of people and um yeah ultimately like at the end of the day like you should be happy and having fun because otherwise like what's the point um so yeah take your craft seriously take the wrestling seriously but um the end of the day like it's it's wrestling (laughs) so it is, it is wrestling. And I think it something too, that is, is a really cool kind of interest of yours that we learned about. Um, you shared in the past that you have quite the collection of vinyl and you're also a, a big fan of cassettes. So we're curious, what were three must have songs or artists for a quintessential Becca mixtape? Oof, that's hard. Cause I, I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Um, I would say leaning more towards like the pop side of my music taste. Um, Becca mixtape would probably have um, Sophie, um, probably one of my favorite artists. Um, probably I'm like really into Dua Lipa right now I know maybe that's kind of like oh not as cool right now no, I'm seeing her <laughs> in concert in two months I'm super oh excited God. so I'm on that same wavelength yes. <laughs> so yeah Dua Lipa and hmm I'm gonna say Becca I'm just gonna put myself on the mixtape great artist, great range there. I, like I said, I've talked to you in the past before about something I find really ironic. Obviously you portray this pop star esque character in wrestling, but you ironically used to play drums in a punk band. So if you could maybe recreate your own band in the pop genre, maybe it would be the artist you just named, but who would be your other band members, assuming that you would take back your role on the drums? See, okay, here's the thing. It's it's not that I it's just like I don't really feel I still love listening to punk music and rock music and so on. I just don't really connect to it in the same way that I did when I was younger. So yeah, I'm not sure I'm not sure I would really even be playing the drums anymore, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe like some kind of like like me Charlie XCX and yeah, I don't know. Dua Lipa girl. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's a beautiful three-piece punk ensemble. Yeah, I don't know. Like like from probably be pop but like you know like bringing back I feel like I don't know, we had like Little Mix right and yeah there's some other like girl bands there's like been a few recently 
but not as many as there used to be. So I think I think we should bring back like the girl pop bands. I mean, maybe the Boston girls just need to form their own band. You never know who might have a hidden talent. (sighs) Yeah, I think they probably not want to do that. (laughs) To be honest. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. You you all are really great at what you do as wrestlers. So like, you know, that's, you know, maybe maybe we don't explore music careers for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, if everyone's making music, um, then you know, what makes, what makes me different as a wrestler, you know? So maybe well, everyone else can just do their thing and I'll just be the, the one who makes music. <laughs> and, and speaking of which, you know, you, you posted a few photos online of you working in the studio and obviously you're also balancing a busy wrestling schedule. So what kind of musical projects do you kind of currently have in the works? Yeah, so I released two singles um, last year. And I really, I really felt like um, I was the second single I released. Um, I felt like I kind of hit a groove more with like who I am. The first one was a lot of fun, a little more experimental. Um, but yeah, I, I have something I'm working on right now that I'm hoping to get out pretty soon. I would like to, um, I'd really like, I'm working on a cover as well really excited about that and I am also trying to do a music video we'll see how that goes but um yeah it's really hard with wrestling to balance also um like the music recording (laughs) uh it's it's actually a lot of work to make a music video um yeah and there's not a lot of people in my area. I mean, there are a lot of people in my area who do music videos. There's not, it's, it's hard to organize everything. It's basically what I'm trying to say. And it takes a lot of time on top of wrestling. Um, but hopefully that's something I would like to do this year. Uh, so yeah. Lots of moving parts to kind of juggle with that. And, you know, we talked about potential band members for you, uh, but if you could let one celebrity public figure or even even a pop star into the scrunchy squad, who would it be and why? Uh, I'm going to say Jojo Siwa. Um, I just I think she's just awesome. Yeah. Just like a really positive person, a great role model, um, just like a really good public figure in terms of just like being authentic and being yourself and um she like got so much hate when she was really young for being a child like people would hate on her for being a child and um she like didn't let that stop her and I think like obviously now she's older and is like you know kind of evolving who she is and in the public figure like in the public eye that's like really hard to do and there's pretty much no way to do that without like getting hated on. And I think she's just handling it so gracefully. And I think she's awesome. And I would love to have her in the scrunchy squad. So yeah. she's been like such a great figure in like the LGBTQA community too, as well, especially yes. being so young and like under the scrutiny of like as a public figure, 
to come out and really I think she's carried herself so well especially besides all the hate that she's been getting she's actually really pretty positive and I think really serves as a great like role model for a lot of people and I could definitely see you two being in the scrunchie squad together although she's kind of more known for her bows so you might have yeah. to make make a little um exception for that more <laughs> but I think it'd be, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it would. I think that would be so fun, though. But I mean, you've also you yourself have also had this like gradual evolution, I think, over the last year, obviously, from basic Becca to scrunchy fan 97 as a visco type gal to now Becca forever as this pop star esque character. So can you give us your thoughts on kind of this metamorphosis, I would say that we've seen of yourself within the last year? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just me. Um, I'm going to say like, I don't know, figuring out who I am. That sounds like cheesy. Cause I think I've always been like when I was each person, I was that person um, more just like letting myself go with the flow. Like I wanted to start making music. And so I just did it. And now it just feels right. And now I like, I'm really enjoying it and I want to lean into it. And like, obviously the scrunchies are still part of me. I love scrunchies still. I still wear them, but there's just more to me now than just the scrunchies. Like, and I'm sure that that's just going to keep changing. Like I, you know, with the music, who knows what's going to happen with the music. Maybe that'll lead me to find something else that I love to do. Um, But yeah, I just really, you know, I started with like the basic Becca thing um because that's kind of like who I felt like I was and I'm like yeah I'm just like a regular girl and I'm wrestling so that's what I'm gonna do so I did that and had a lot of fun with it and like I don't know just as I found things that brought me joy and felt authentic and genuine to me and um like those things just kind of became a part of who I am as a wrestler. And yeah, I think it's just going to keep happening. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to become, but. And sometimes you don't, you don't have to know. That's the beauty of sometimes the unexpected things. Like yeah. you could maybe drop a whole album soon. We don't know. It's unexpected, but we're here for it, Becca. Yes, we are. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, looking back, obviously talking about the last year, reflecting back on your accomplishments from last year, what are a few things that you are personally or professionally proud of that you've done in 2021? Yeah. Um, a big one for me would be releasing music. Um, yeah, that that's something that I didn't have to do. And I just wanted to do it. And I, every time somebody like tweets about my music or listens to it um, and like mentions it to me, it makes me so happy. So thanks everyone for listening and enjoying it. Um, I love listening to my music because I'm a dork and it makes me happy. Um, so that's something I'm really proud of. I'm also really, um, really proud that I got to work for Shimmer. Uh, that's like been a bucket list thing for me since I first got into women's wrestling um I knew what shimmer was before I even knew what most independent wrestling was and I didn't know if I was ever going to work for shimmer so to um to be able to have a match for shimmer was really a highlight of my year also appearing on AEW dark was incredible um 
I did not think that like less than two years in, I would be able to wrestle in front of so many people, even if for only a minute and a half, it was still, I was there by the way in Rochester, I was there and it would Davey had a match the same night that was filmed. I was there. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel you posted like a picture. I did. Yes, I did. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for watching. (laughs) So yeah. Um, really proud of that I also um I had a match with um Charles Mason at Limitless Wrestling that was one of my favorites of the year and uh through that match I feel like I discovered another side of myself um like an intensity that I didn't know that I had and I'm really proud of that match and I'm really proud of the work that I put into that match um and really just everything that I've gotten to do at Limitless. Um, I'm just, yeah, Limitless and Chaotic Wrestling as well. Becoming the first ever Panoptic Champion. Sorry, I'm just like listing off. She's like, wow, I did so much in 2021. I'm like, wow, <laughs> my mind's blown. Um, yeah, becoming the first ever Panoptic Champion was big, um, a big thing for me as well. So yeah, a lot happened last year. A lot I happened. <laughs> tons to celebrate and this incredible momentum that you've been gaining like the the sky is the limit I feel like there's only more good things to come um now you you talked you you touched on the uh chaotic wrestling panoptic championship and you even posted online this this deep feeling of pride after becoming the inaugural panoptic champion and you expressed that this belt means different things to different people can you share the significance that the title has for you yeah, so for me, um, personally, when I, you know, first started training at New England Pro Wrestling Academy, the Chaotic Women's Championship was like the biggest achievement that a, a woman in wrestling could have in um, New England. And when I won the that belt, like I had no, I was just shocked that like I won it. I was so proud and happy. Um, but like, unfortunately there, there's some limitations that come with having a gendered belt. Um, you, you can only wrestle people who can like win that belt would be in the same gender. And, um, I don't know. It just, to me, it just seemed silly, um, because, there weren't a lot of women who were able to come in, especially during the pandemic It was hard to travel. Um, and I had like all of these men that I wanted to fight at chaotic and I couldn't because I had this belt. And, um, so for me personally, it, it's like, it was a way for me to just kind of be like, yeah, I'm not just like a women's, wrestler at chaotic I'm a wrestler at chaotic and um yeah it it's like it's it's cool to have intergender matches and it's also really really cool to have intergender matches for a belt like it just adds so much weight to the match and so to be able to uh wrestle and defend my championship against anyone chaotic it just really it made me feel like I was at home um and and it just 
it made me feel like I was wrestling fully as myself and not just as like a woman's wrestler, but as just me, Becca, a wrestler defending my championship against anyone. Um, so yeah, that's just for me personally. Um, we also have a, a lot of students and other wrestlers on the chaotic roster who don't identify, um, as women or men. Um, so to have like a, a championship belt for students, um, to aspire to who are gender fluid or non-binary, I think that's just really powerful and important. And, um, being a part of that was really special to me. So and I mean, you've accomplished, like, like you mentioned, like you have a whole list of stuff to be very much proud of. And I think also on that list has to be your ranking on the PWI women's 150 at number 150. You rounded out the list, the list certain last but not least, Becca, I think this is really setting up your 2022, but I mean, how do you think you can better or elevate yourself even more so you can keep climbing up those ranks too? Wow. Yeah. I honestly forgot about that. Um, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, that was like a total surprise to me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm honestly not really sure how PWI does their rankings. So I don't know how to climb the so I was on the ranking committee. Okay. I was. And I mean, to pretty much qual. I mean, it's explained in the thing, but to qualify, it's like the quality of matches, championship wins, like, um, like influence, um, like obviously win loss record, but I mean, you've had an outstanding year last year. So I think it was absolutely well-deserved. So basically just keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're gaining more opportunities. Like you said, at shimmer at chaotic at AEW at beyond you're, you're expanding your, uh, repertoire and like the places that you're going and getting more eyes. So I think it's just uphill for you. If that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the insight. I should have read the, <laughs> read okay. the five through I guess. Sometimes it's nice just to, you know, enjoy the, mm-hmm. the, re- the recognition. So it's fair. <laughs> so, so of course, with all of the, the good things that have been coming your way, all of the cool things that happened in 2021 and when you were starting your career in 2020, um, it does go without saying though, that wrestling can be just as challenging mentally as physical. We talked about it with training. So what do you do to stay grounded and to take care of your mental health amidst, you know, your busy schedule? Um, I mean, I think having music as an outlet outside of wrestling uh, is really helpful. Um, I also, I, you know, train at the gym outside of wrestling. Um, and I have my own goals separate from wrestling, um, just like fitness wise, which is really healthy. I think there's a lot of body dysmorphia in wrestling and I've definitely fallen victim to it. And I know many other people have that I am close with have as well. And so, um, I think just like trying to focus on taking care of my health and not just like my physical appearance is very good for my mental health. And, um, I also have cat, two cats. Me too. What are your cats' names? Um, 
My cat's names are Kimmy and Gary. Two of them. Love it. So sweet. It's good to have little furry pals. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. I've been a cat person my whole life. So like I get it. They're just chilling out in the corner of my room right now. I love them so much. I'm curious. I mean, we'll we'll get on track, whatever, but like I feel like sometimes cats have like weird habits or mannerisms. Do either of your cats have any like funny quirks? Yeah, Gary's like a really weird cat, honestly. Um, You like (laughs) fixates on objects and we'll just like stare at them become obsessed with them it's really weird (laughs) he's like very obsessed with like one of my kitchen appliances right now and I have tried like very hard to figure out what specifically about it he's obsessed (laughs) with but I can't figure anything out so I don't know he just does it sometimes maybe he was like a chef in a past life or something I'm yeah, Re- reincarnated. I guess I <laughs> they have nine lives. It's, I mean, could happen. It's just weird. I think. <laughs> no, one of my cats will just like maybe it's because it's a pantry of food, but one of my uh, old cats from the past would just like stare at our pantry door, even even when I wasn't even approaching it, he would just stare at it for like 20, 30 minutes at a time. I don't know if he thought he was going to get food or what, but he, it's like he was in timeout or something. He was just staring at the door. So I don't know. <laughs> That's are weird. Yeah. But I mean, we love them. Oh, God, I love them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, we were talking about earlier about the you obviously being inspired by the likes of Davian and Ava Everett and Anthony Green and so many other people on the amazing New England and Massachusetts scene right now. So honestly, what do you think is in the water that attracts so many people to the success to beyond wrestling, limitless wrestling and Massachusetts as a whole? Um, man, I don't know. I mean, there's such like a history in New England. Maybe that I I don't know. Maybe just everything's like more condensed. I think Massachusetts is one of the best states just period. So I don't know. Maybe everything's just better here. But um, uh, yeah, New England Pro Wrestling Academy is um, an incredible school and I think has trained some of the best right now on TV, on the independence and I think like when you see people um, train at at New England Pro Wrestling Academy and then go work at Limitless and then get signed. um, And if you want to end up where those people end up, then yeah, you're going to try to do what they're doing. So you're going to try to train where they train and work where they work. And um, yeah. You can't fault that logic. Yeah, (laughs) it's just a secret, I guess. Well, I mean, either way, the Massachusetts area has, I think, really been exploding like for years, like well over a decade now with so many amazing talent that I think has gained a lot of eyes. And it's cool to see people like yourself, like a little mean Kathleen and Armani Chaos and, and so many other people really come into it the past few years. Yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of us right now coming up and. Yeah, it's exciting. (laughs) And I mean, I wanted to, we talked about it briefly before, but like I said, I was there for your 
match with one of your dream opponents, Chris Statlander for AEW Dark Elevation. So how was that moment for you sharing a ring with one of your dream opponents in the form of Chris Statlander? Yeah, it was really surreal. Also, I mean, um, she also came from the independence. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was really cool to to have that experience. And, um, you know, hopefully one day, you know, I'll be where she is and I'll be in the ring with someone who's where I am now. And I don't know, <laughs> maybe that'll happen. <laughs> But that's like the kind of cyclical nature of this business that you hope to see. It's kind of like passing, you know, passing things along and, and passing information and, and, and knowledge. And I think that's a really great way to, to look at it too. Um, but, but so as we said earlier, there has been just this awesome buzz surrounding the announcement of you joining the CCW roster. So how are you planning to make your mark on Capital Championship Wrestling? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, you know, there's not a lot of like all women's promotions and um, the CCW has some really awesome talent there. And I'm really excited. A lot of those women I've like, I know them, but I've never got to um, work with them before. So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a really good opportunity um, for me. I, I think like, yeah, there's just, a lot of great women there and I'm really excited to wrestle all of them. And we are so excited to have you and Becca, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us today. And of course we'll be linking all of your social medias down below so the folks can stay up to date with you, but for our audio listeners, can you share where they can find you and your music online? Yeah. Um, my music is available pretty much anywhere you can stream music, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music. Um, yeah, and my artist name is Becca with a three. Um, I have two singles out, um, Summer Forever, where the four is a number four, and um, TikTok. So yeah, look those up. They're, all, they're linked and I have like a link tree in my bio on Instagram and Twitter. So you can go to that link tree and um, the links to Spotify and Apple Music are there. Um, Yeah, and my Instagram and Twitter are both Becca Forever. Um, That's B3CCA4EVER. Yeah, beautiful. (laughs) So be sure that you are checking out Becca's music and checking out Becca as well online. And also be sure that you're following Ella J at It's Ella J on Twitter and checking out a Wrestling Gal podcast with new episodes every week. You can find me at AYY underscore Marino on all socials and on new episodes of Let's Get Serial on Saturday afternoons. So for Becca and Ella J, I'm Alyssa Marino, and we will see you soon next time on the next edition of CCW's In and Out Locker Room. Thank you so much. <laughs>